Hello there and welcome to the podcast Biblical Question. I'm glad that you have tuned in and listened to us. I thank you for taking time out of your day. I know there's many other podcasts out there that you could listen to, but you've chosen ours. And we thank God that you have done so. Today's title, we're going to talk about just because you think you're doing right. It's probably a subject that we all can relate to. How many of us have had days that no matter what you did, nothing went right? I know I've had my share. Maybe you sent flowers to your spouse and they showed up uh, a day late after her birthday and she didn't believe you that you really tried to order those and have them delivered on time. Perhaps you got up early and got around on time for a change and you headed out the door for work and then along the way the traffic gets uh, caught up because of an accident and so Instead of being early for work, you're late. Why is you, you start a dinner for your husband and you cook his favorite meal and when he gets home, it's burnt. And then he just says, well, honey, I'm sorry, I, I'm not hungry. What about our spiritual life? Do you struggle to do the right things no matter what you feel as though you're failing? The preacher is always preaching sermons every Sunday in his lessons and, and Bible classes and the things that you do or, or don't do and don't touch. We're, we're just told that all the time. And so we, we kind of get perturbed and say, well, I don't know, I can't do anything right. Well, I want to look at a man today in Second Samuel chapter 6. And that will be the thrust of the lesson. If you want to follow along in Second Samuel, that would be great. I would encourage you if you have a Bible. Second Samuel chapter 6, starting in verse 1. It says, Now David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. And David arose and went with all the people who were with him to bring up uh, the ark of God, which is called by his name the very name of the Lord of hosts, who was enthroned above the cherubim. They placed the ark of God on a new cart that might they might bring it from the house in which it was on the hill. And Uzzah and, and the sons were, were leading the new cart. So they brought it with the ark of God from the house which was on the hill, and they were walking ahead of the ark. Meanwhile, David and all the house of Israel were celebrating before the Lord with all kinds of instruments made of fir wood, lyres and harps and tambourines and cymbals. So here we're just going to break and say David has assembled a, a large group of people here. There has to be lots of folks. And if you really read the text close, you can almost get the feel of excitement by this group. I mean, they're playing music, and they're dancing, and they're celebrating before the Lord. They've made a new cart for the Ark of God. They, they load it, and they're headed to Jerusalem. Can you imagine the buzz? And if you're thinking like a Jew that day, the Ark of God is a very special artifact for the Jewish people. The Ark is, is part of the sacrificial system. The high priest would sprinkle the blood from sacrifices on it. Moses had helped with this and even placed the Ten Commandments inside. We all know how well Moses is respected in the society of the Jewish people. Even through the time of Christ, he's, he's really revered and honored. 
So there's no doubt that this is a great day for the people. Things seem to be going well. Again, they they put some thought into this, and and all of a sudden, the ark, it's about to, to tumble, and it's going to fall, and you're walking beside it, and you know what? You just can't let something as holy as the ark touch the dirty ground. Read in verse 6, But when they came to the threshing floor, Uzzah reached out, toward the ark of God and took a hold of it, for the oxen nearly upset it. And the anger of the Lord burned against Uzzah, and God struck him down there for his irreverence, and he died there by the ark of God. Many of us would say, oh, that poor man, poor Uzzah. After all, he's only trying to save the ark from hitting the ground. He's only trying to do the right thing. He did not... Nothing any different than anyone else perhaps would have done in that situation. But here the scripture says that he was struck down for being irreverent. Not showing the proper respect for God. That's really what we're trying to say here. And that's what's going on. They, they were not obeying God in the first place. Oh yes, they thought they were. And God had given the orders clear back in the day of Moses how they were to carry the ark and move the ark. Uh, Exodus 25 verse 14 says, You shall put poles into the rings on the side of the ark to carry the ark with them. So you see, if David had just simply moved the ark in the way that God had commanded and not the way he wanted, the ark would have never been disturbed to begin with. And when God tells us something in our lives and we do the things His way, and you think God is satisfied. Yes. But what about when God says to live our lives a certain way and we don't do those things? Do you think God gets upset? Can our lives become a little disturbed? Well, I think so. Just because we have good intentions for those around us and for God, it's not good enough if we're not doing the things the way God had commanded. If we do not follow the rules that are established by God, we will end up like this man who thought he was doing the right thing. I think it's okay, somebody told me a while back, I think it's okay to say the sinner's prayer and be saved. I think it's okay to sprinkle for baptism for infants or adults. And I think it's okay how I feel and I can worship however I want. If you're reaching out and you're touching these things that God has not approved on, we could be struck down just as well. And I know that's not a popular little thing to say in our society today. But look at David here. Uh, he gets upset too here in, in, in verse 8. David became angry because the Lord's outburst against Ezra and <clears throat> that that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. Well, do we have a right to get angry with God? Well, it seems that David did here, and David perhaps thought that God was being a little unfair that day as well. After all, we were just doing what we thought was right. Do we think God is, is not fair to us today? When God says, don't touch, and we want to touch it, do we think that's fair? 
When we as a society want to change the rules of God, and we don't even bother to read them or look them up, God says baptisms by immersion. But that's not real convenient. Or the example in the New Testament that the Lord's Supper is to be observed on the first day of the week, every week. So what do we do? Do we just do it at Christmas and Easter or once a month because it's inconvenient to do it more than that? Or is the Lord's Supper, well that's a lot of work and that's not necessarily important. Well look at the ark. I'm sure it was heavy. Gold normally is heavy. I've never had any, but I've been told it's really heavy. It was easier to, to put the cart and put, get the cart and, and put the ark on it and have the, the man pull it with poles and put it through the rings and carry it on their back. It was more convenient to let the oxen pull the cart. But you know, it's not really about our conveniences. It's not about how we think or how we feel. It's really about an almighty God and what he has to say about it and what he tells us what we need to be doing and what he tells us not to do. You see, if we do anything outside of God's commands, we're facing spiritual death. And here in verse 9, 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 9, So David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can I bring the ark of the Lord and come to me? Well, rightfully so, David would fear the Lord. And I know there are many people who don't believe today that we have any reason to fear God. We, we really should. The question is that David, he asked that day here, is found in verse 12. He has apparently found out the correct way to move the ark. He's gone home and he studied about it. And let's pick up in verse 12, uh, chapter 6 again. Now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed and all that belongs to him on the account of the ark of God. And David went to bring out the ark from God from the house and into the city of David with gladness. And so it was, that when the bearers of the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatling. And David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. And David was wearing a linen ephod. And so David and all the house of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouting and the sound of the trumpet. Wow, here, you notice this, upon discovering how much his family's been blessed by allowing the ark to be in their home, David, again, he, he makes the decision here in verse 14, he, he's going to move the ark again. And he's dancing, he's excited before the Lord, he's put all of his energy into this. What about our lives before the Lord? Today, uh, do we put all of our energy into our worship service or and our worship of God throughout our week, each and every day. How much energy do we put into that? You know, I was, I've always been told, well, all we really need to do is give one hour a week to the Lord. Well, only in America would you hear that. 
I've been in other countries where people walked more than an hour to get to services in all types of weather and if all they got was an hour at church they'd be upset upon discovering again I mean this is a great blessing that David has discovered that this family's gone through and so here look in verse 16 and 17 then it happened as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David that the daughter of Saul looked out the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. So they brought the ark of the Lord and, and set it in its place inside the tent which David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. So the ark, it, it makes it safely to the city of Jerusalem. The nation seems to be rejoicing again. Their excitement all over the, the place that the ark is, is in Jerusalem. And they're making offerings to the Lord. But here are some applications, I think, for us today out of this text. What we think is right really may not be. Just like Ezra, he, he may have thought he was doing the right thing that day, but he wasn't. So we must know the commandments of the Lord under the New Testament and to keep from spiritually dying. Reaching for your Bible will not get you struck down. God wants you to open that book and read it and study it. I saw a video here not so long ago that out of China. Uh, they had gotten a big case of Bibles. And when they opened it, they were fighting over who was going to get the first one. They were, there was tears of joy like, wow, we finally have a Bible. How many of us have four and five, six, seven Bibles around and we never even open it. And with all the apps, and, and especially in the Western world, uh, that we can download a Bible and listen to the audio Bible, it only takes uh, about 80 hours of listening for the average person to listen through that or read the Bible. You say, well, that's a lot of time. Well, if you take it a few hours at a time, it's it's not that bad. And there's parts in that scripture, you know, you're going to think, wow. Uh, I don't know if I understand that. Well, welcome to my world. I don't know if I always understood everything the first time I read it either. And I still struggle with some scriptures of what does that really mean. But we need to be before the Lord in our worship. And, and we must honor and must use all of our mind. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. We must do that. You see, because if we fail to use all of our might with God, we're going to fall short of His glory and what He wants for us. You know, just like this family that we kind of looked at here today briefly, uh, where the ark stayed for three months, they were blessed. And we too can be blessed if we allow Christ to, to dwell in our lives and in our homes. We're not watching strange things on television uh, reading romance novels or some kind of uh, perversion uh, or fantasy or whatever. We need to have Christ dwelling in our home. And I'm not saying all TV shows are bad or radio shows because they're not. Because a priority in trying to, to learn and grow in Christ. Do we worship the Lord in the way that we're supposed to? Do we worship the, the Lord the way 
uh, that we might actually upset people. I mean, look at Saul's daughter, Michael. She, she despised David and the way he was worshiping. And we, too, uh, will have those people who will look at us and despise us. And it's just going to be a fact of life. It happened with every true follower of Christ in the New Testament. Anyone who delivered the message uh, was always seen to be looked down on, even those who claimed that they knew God. And let us always be before the Lord like David. He, he gave offerings to the Lord in his rejoicing. And David also gave to the people. And we too need to give to those around us. And will we give to, to those who are preaching and teaching or supporting a, a local congregation and our offerings? Let us do it rejoicefully. Let's be glad and happy uh, that we're able to do this. Today, maybe you as a listener, you're, you're struggling with your life and things always seem to go wrong no matter what you do. And I can relate. We've all been there and we all can, can say, yep, been there, done that. That perhaps you become angry with God and others and you need to change your life. Now, I would pray that you would uh, give this over to the Lord in prayer Hopefully, all of you have somebody you can talk to that you trust and, and pray together, read the Bible together. Husbands, read the Bible with your wives and pray with your wives and your children. Bring Christ into your home and you will be blessed. Your family will be happier. You'll be a happier father, a happier husband when you just try to do the right things. And I'm not saying life will get easier at work or anywhere else. But at least in your home, you can have peace with Christ dwelling there. Because I don't want any of us to walk down a path that could lead to spiritual death if we touch or do the wrong things. Whatever your need might be, please give it to the Lord. Find a, a congregation that is teaching the complete Word of God. Not just one or two verses or subjects, but the entire Bible. And that's hard to do, I know. I, I struggle finding that myself. And I'm glad that you've taken time today again to listen to this podcast. You can find more about us at biblicalquestion.com and there you can find our statement of faith. Follow us on social media. And we thank those who've actually sent money and support to, to help offset the cost of the, the podcast. Nobody here has an income from this. And I want to assure you that whatever we funds we get will go to, to help the podcast continue to broadcast over the Internet. We have hope and prayers of expanding uh, perhaps into a radio at some point in time. And we're being prayerful about that as well. Again, thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And may he have the glory.